All right, you guys, I am currently struggling with a pinched nerve in my neck. And if you have ever had one, you know the pain. So I am feeling super thankful for today's sponsor, Tanasi. Tanasi's CBD, CBDA is two times better than CBD alone and better than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. It helps soothe and relieve my aches and pains like my pinched nerve, and it's great for sleep and anxiety, so I put it on right before bed. Tanasi was discovered by a team of chemists and biologists at Middle Tennessee State University, and 5% of all revenue is given back to the university partner for ongoing research. It is THC-free and comes in a range of products. I love the topicals, but you can also choose from soft gels, gummies, and tinctures. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Tanasi for 30 days, and if you don't love it, you get a full refund. Go to Tanasi.com and use code MOM to get 25% off at checkout. That's T-A-N-A-S-I.com to get 25% off your first order with promo code MOM. Since learning the truth about alcohol over four years ago, I've become pretty skeptical about anything that seems too good to be true. You know, like alcohol. If you're like me and you can spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away, congrats, you're a skeptic too. Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our standards. I take Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus every morning because it has high-quality and traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. It's gentle on an empty stomach and has a minty essence in every bottle that helps make taking my multis actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com forward slash sober mom. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash sober mom for 25% off. Hi, welcome to the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne of My Kind of Sweet and the Sober Mom Life on Instagram. If you are a mama who has questioned your relationship with alcohol at times, if you're wondering if maybe it's making motherhood harder, this is for you. I will be having candid, honest, funny conversations with other moms who have also thought, hmm, maybe motherhood is better without alcohol. Is it possible? We'll chat and we'll talk about all things sobriety and how we've found freedom in sobriety I don't consider myself an alcoholic. You don't have to either. And maybe life is brighter without alcohol. I hope you will join us on this journey and I'm so excited to get started. Oh my goodness. I am so excited for today's Real Sober Mom episode. When I first thought about doing these episodes and bringing real sober moms who aren't so bridey influencers, they're not super polished stories because they haven't told them a hundred times, it's a real look into a real life and someone who is really either you know in their sober curious journey or in their sobriety journey. When I first thought about having real moms on the podcast, this is who I thought of. Maricel is so special to me. I love her so much. We first connected 
online, I would say. So when was I pregnant with my middle? Her son and my daughter, my middle daughter, were born within months of each other. And that was almost six years ago. And she has just been the most lovely, supportive person. And that's so important to me. It can feel scary to share so much of myself online and to be so vulnerable and to take stances and to be outspoken. You need thick skin to do that. And while I do have thick skin, I also have felt so buoyed and caught by the people who have supported me the whole time. And Maricel's at the top of that list. I just am so grateful for her. She's a lovely person. She's a wonderful woman. And this is the first time, I mean, we we DM all the time, but this was the first time I got to actually see her face and talk to her. And it was so weird because it feels like, you know, these online friendships that you just feel like you know the person. And I do know Marisol, but it was, I just, ah, you guys, I just love this episode. I love it. You know, we could have talked for hours. Marisol, we have to get together when you come to Chicago or I'll come to Canada and uh, we'll, we'll actually meet in person. But I hope you enjoy this episode. I love it and it's so special to me. So I hope you enjoy Maricel. You guys, I am here with Maricel. <laughs> finally. I am so excited. Finally. Oh my God, finally. So I think we have to talk about our history. Yes, we do. You're the first real sober mom that I've had history with, but I've never met. But we still have history. Let's go back. How old are... Well, my I only have one son. He's five and a half. So Evie is probably around the same age, right? Yeah. She's a little bit... She'll be six in February. Yeah. that's. I discovered you when I was pregnant. Yes. Yeah. Isaac turns six in May. So yeah. And I found you on Instagram when you were pregnant because I was pregnant at the same time. Yeah. And yeah, I think I think like the rest is history. <laughs> as they say. For real. And it seems like I know you. Like I, I just love these connections that we make on Instagram. You're in Canada. I'm in Chicago. Like we've never met, yeah. but every time I see your name pop up, I see your face. It feels like my friend and I'm like, oh good. Like if I go live and I see you on there, I'm like, okay, good. Maricel's here. Like it just feels like I, I love <laughs> you. Are, I'm just so grateful for your support. And I feel like that support oh, is... thank you. Yes. Yeah. I really am. Yeah. And five years flies. Like, yes. how is it like five or almost six, right? So Seriously. Crazy. I know. Yeah. I didn't know that you're sober or I didn't... Because we've never talked about that. No. And it wasn't until, I guess, just before the pandemic where you started to talk about that. And I was like, oh my God, another connection. Yes. And I guess that's kind of how we can start talking about this. Yeah. But it's not like I, I don't want to say it's a different story. It's just my story. Yeah. It's funny. My mom doesn't drink. My dad did. I mean, he's older now, so he doesn't drink as much, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I was around alcohol. And then, you know, you do, as you're a teenager, you want to explore and try drinking and all that. And one of the things I do remember, and so our legal drinking age in Canada, well, 
at the time. It probably still is 19. Oh, it's 19. Yeah. And you think that's what it is still? I didn't know that. I think so. I obviously don't follow it because I... Right. um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You don't need to. Yeah. And so, you know, of course, you're a teenager underage trying to drink. And I remember one time we were going out, friends and I, and I obviously had too much to drink. And I remember blurting stuff out about my friend's boyfriend. (laughs) Oh, really? And that was, yeah, it was really eye-opening because she goes, what? And I'm like, oh my God, it's like that sobered me up almost, right? Yes. Uh-huh. And so, you know, throughout the years, I was always mindful that that's how alcohol impacted me. Yeah. So I would still drink from time to time, but I was never, I would say I'd never black out. I would never like drink to the point where I would, well, I felt that I would lose control. Yeah. Maybe I did and I just didn't know it, but. Right. Yeah. So fast forward to kind of when I started working and started going to events. And then then you start to feel the pressure, right? To drink yes. at these events. So then I remember one time at, was either our conference or a Christmas party? No, it would have been our conference because my husband wasn't with me. And I was like, okay, this is not good. I need to go to my room now yeah. because I can feel that I'm probably going to say something or do something that I regret. So you stopped it before that happened? I, I could just, I think, because I'm such a control freak. Yeah, I think I stopped. And so I like booked it. And I mean, that's the good thing of staying overnight, right? You're like, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> I'm just going to go to my room. Yes. And I think it's also years of seeing other people at the conference just act how they normally wouldn't, right? Yeah. And you're just like, I do not want to be that person. And that that stays. Yeah, being up close to alcohol. You have like a healthy reaction to that, though. That sounds like very... Just like you're in tune, you're listening to yourself, you're listening to your body. A lot of people, myself included, would feel that and be like, okay, cool, let's keep going. (laughs) Or like see alcohol up close and be like, oh, wow, yeah, they're wasted. Good thing that's not me. Continue to drink. And it's like, no, that takes a really kind of mindful person. Yeah. Oh, I should give a little more background. My grandfather my maternal grandfather, so my grandfather on my mother's side, he drank heavily. He drank heavily. Okay. He was from the Philippines. And so when he came here just to visit, it was just to visit. He was like, oh my God. So it's like, I'm in Toronto and it's cold in the winters, like Chicago. Yes. And he's like, he's like, oh my God, this sucks. And I remember him just drinking all the time, hard liquor. So he ended up getting liver cancer and Ooh, passing yeah. from that. Okay. So there's that too, right? So there was that in the background as well. Yeah, you have that hanging over you, hanging over alcohol, like you've seen what it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, I mean, it's not like I stopped drinking from there. It's just, I was happy to be the DD, you know, anytime yeah. we were out, I'll be like, oh no, I'll, I'll be the driver. That's fine. You know, just to yeah. have a good excuse. So then motherhood comes around, right? Yes. And everyone's uh-huh. like, oh my God, you're going to totally start drinking, right? <laughs> because yes. it's hard, as we know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and I was thinking, you know, that's always in the back of my head. And I'm like, oh my God, I can barely function as it is. Yeah. Sober. <laughs> right. Why am I going to start drinking? Yeah. See, that that is the healthy way to think about it. And that is the way that, like logically. Yeah. That's a logical. Are you very logical? I'm an accountant. So yes. Okay. 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 Yeah. There you go. See, you're like Katie. You're like my best friend who's like, you know, you know, Katie, 
the mindful librarian. Yeah. 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 You remind me of her because it is, it's like a very logical kind of controlled, like you want to know the outcome. You want to know how it's going to go. And so that's a very logical way to think of it. Like, wait, motherhood's hard. Alcohol would make it harder. Why would I do that? Right? Yeah. Now everyone has their story and I had no help because my husband and I are older. Yeah. My mother is not as helpful. Which I was like, shoot, she's not going to listen to this. I know. Mom, are you listening to this? Oh my God. (laughs) She won't. Uh, Watch it be like, she listens to like the, this is her first podcast. Right. Okay. As long as she doesn't know how to find podcasts, we just won't, no one teach Marisol's mom how to find podcasts. (laughs) You were on your own, more or less. Yeah. So it's like, well, I can't not be functional. So the control thing has good and bad, as you know, right? Like, yeah. In this case, it worked out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the control, th- it's that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself, right? Because some things we can't control. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I think the idea of just looking at alcohol logically, that's a really healthy way to do it because then you're not in its grips. Because you're, when you're in its grips, you, the logic goes out the window. You can't look at it health, mm-hmm. healthily because it's yeah. and logically because that's it's not a knowledge problem. Then at that point, it's not. Yeah, and so I think Katie kind of has a similar way of looking at it as like, no, I can see that how this would make some people get out of control. I also know that the the other side of that would be I feel. It's so much pressure feeling like you have to control things or wanting to control things Uh that where is this release? And then some people turn to alcohol because that's the only time they feel like they don't care. Like, I, I understand that, too. Yeah. Yeah. And so you did not fall into the mommy wine culture trap. No, no, I didn't. But even like and then I went back to work um, and then the work lunches, dinners and Sometimes I would drink, but I knew that I, I just didn't want to, but I still felt pressured, right? Yeah. And then it was actually, it was probably after, you know, you created Sober Mom Life, Instagram and all that. And I was like, yeah. well, if I don't want to, I should just be comfortable saying no. Yeah. Right? So that now it's kind of empowered me, which is awesome. So thank you. Yes, that's amazing. But it's funny because every Thursday, there's a beer cart that goes around the office. Hold on. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. And I'm kind of, you know, the logical person in me is like, for accounting? Are we allowed to do this? <laughs> like, is Canadian accounting just like a little bit different? Maybe. No, but this is the no. whole company, right? So this is everybody. And I'm kind of like, interesting. It's a Thursday afternoon, <laughs> still working. Wow. That is crazy. And a, th- a Thursday, too, not even a Friday. Yeah. Are you the only one not partaking in the workplace beer cart? The mean, I'm like, I'll have a seven up, please. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> and I can feel like part of me is like, no, you shouldn't feel bad about it, but I, not bad, maybe embarrassed yeah, about yeah. it, but you still kind of do, right? You do. It's that culture. It's like, what do you mean you're not drinking? What do you mean you don't drink? Right. Yeah. So there are a few people, not a lot, that don't partake, mm-hmm. but it's always like, I feel like eyes are boring into me, right? When you're like, no, I won't have a water. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. No, there isn't anything wrong with it. And it's, I mean, it's a great life decision, especially in the Mm -hmm. workplace. But 
I know this idea of peer pressure, like peer pressure doesn't go away when we get older. Become adult. Yeah. Right. Like we're still susceptible to feeling pressured by the people who are around us. And especially when it comes to alcohol, because that's just such a loaded thing for everybody. And, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about a lot, like how somebody reacts to your sobriety or your choosing not to drink is just all about them. But that's really hard to remember in the moment. Right. Exactly. You think it's about you, you know, and that's how you start to feel like you'll, you'll just like, oh, I'll just have the drink then, right? Yeah. Like, well, it must just be easier just to like give in because no one wants to feel, we don't want to feel outside of. Mm-hmm. Singled out. Yeah. (laughs) Singled out, left out. That doesn't go away in our 40s. Like we're still, humans still want to feel included. Mm -hmm. And so when everybody's drinking, when the beer cart is going around. Yeah. I mean, so how does it feel now? Now I feel more comfortable for sure. Like I'm like, no, you know, I'm not going to lie. Part of me is still like, should I just do it? (laughs) Should should I just do it and not drink it? Yeah. 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 Just take it and be like, pass it on to somebody else. The cool thing is you not doing it, like someone could look at that and be like, oh, wait a second. Like it's a slow normalizing of like, hey, maybe someone else wants to stand up against this. They're not. So I I know that's why I created the Sober Mom Life. It's like, there's gotta be other people who are questioning their relationship with alcohol. I'm thinking, well, I don't think we need this. A normalizing, I think it takes a lot of time, but it, it, starts with one person to be like, yeah, I'm going to pass on the workplace beer cart. Yeah. Yeah. And then other people might be like, oh, interesting. But you don't know that. And you're not, your immediate thought isn't to go there. So yeah. And, you know, my husband, I hear a lot of women talk about how they deal with it, their spouses. So my husband drank a lot when he was younger and he still, if he goes out, will have a beer or, you know, an alcoholic beverage, but we don't have it at home. Okay. I mean, we have stuff at home if we're entertaining, which is not a lot, um, but he doesn't drink, which helps too, right? That just being around that sort of environment and support yeah. helps. Things kind of just work out that way. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels more like a lifestyle change then mm-hmm. than this like hard line in the sand. It feels just like, no, we do different things at home now. It's not about wine or beer at night. Right. Like it's just now it's about something else. Exactly. And how do you feel about your husband drinking? Because, yeah, that is always the the thing that comes up. He doesn't. Is he going to listen to this? <laughs> no. Okay. okay. <laughs> He's another one who's like, what? How do I get to podcast? <laughs> you know, sometimes it's like, do you really need to? But he's good about it. I mean, he's driving home, right? So he's yeah. He's also an accountant, by the way. So. Two accountants. You I guys. Know. Yeah. Our son is doomed. <laughs> Hopefully not, but <laughs> Hey, that's good. Responsible is good. Man. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we both had fun when we were younger, so Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so and he, you know, he did his drinking and then I'm just trying to think if when we were married, I mean, yeah, we definitely drank more younger, but then over time, like to your point, it's just different, right? It's a different lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. I love this conversation because I always say like the rock bottom conversations are good and that's, you know, those are important to amplify. But I think even more important are these where it's like, how do you decide for yourself in a world that drinks? How do you stand back 
and see alcohol for what it is and decide that you don't want it. And, you know, you're not dependent, you're not addicted, you're not using it even to cope. You're just deciding, wait a second, I don't need this at all. And so then how do you do that and then continue to feel accepted in a world that drinks? I think that that's an interesting conversation. Mm -hmm. And and that's why I was kind of started out as, yes, it's kind of like a different story when it, it comes to alcohol. But I will say like, you know, all your posts, you know, you're like, no, alcohol is a drug. Yeah. It's addictive, but it's the only one that seems to be accepted by society. And I'm like, oh my God, I never even thought of it like that. Speaking of logical, right? It's logical. Right. It is like when you look at alcohol logically, that is really when you're like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. That's when you start to see the truth. It's funny too, this word sober, I know a lot of people who, like in your case, where there wasn't addiction, there wasn't rock bottom, you just really looked at alcohol and you've seen what it has done and you've seen the harms that it can cause. And so then you've decided to live without it. And so I know a lot of people in your situation would say, I don't feel comfortable with the term sober, kind of like I didn't quote unquote earn it because sober sounds like you. And I was like, That's why I called it the sober mom life, because I'm like, can we rebrand sober to being like, no, sober isn't like this cage where you like had to claw your way out of alcohol, all the depths of alcohol, and you were close to death. And now you're stone cold sober. I'm like, can we just have sober be like this full and just wonderfully present and hard and beautiful life without alcohol? Yeah, definitely. And Yeah. Do you call yourself sober or do you call yourself alcohol free or what feels comfortable to you? Well, and it's interesting because I was going to say, you know, I want to put sober on just my Instagram. Yeah. Whatever handle or not even the handle, but the kind of description. But I'm not going to lie, I feel a little uncomfortable because that is sober. Society tells us, oh, you had an addiction, you drank too much, all that stuff. So yes. I haven't labeled myself. I'm always like, oh, I just don't, I don't drink. I don't drink anymore. So yes. I want to get to the point where I'm comfortable saying I'm sober, but I, I feel like I'm not there yet. And I think that's a society thing. It really is. And maybe, you know, maybe it's not for you. Mm-hmm. It's funny because when you think about these labels and when we have to use them, it is on social media. Like when else do you give yourself a label? Yeah. We rarely are going to label ourselves unless we're writing a bio or something. And the bio is for social media. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so it really is, I think, what feels empowering to you. And if that's like, I don't drink, that's great. Then that's what it is. You know, Mm -hmm. I like then is the follow up question normally like, oh, really? Why? Like for how long? Yeah. Why? Forever. Like, are you ever going to drink again? (laughs) Why don't you drink? I can't believe you don't drink when you have a young child. I get that. <sighs> you have a young child. Why don't you? How do you not drink? And I think you posted something about that. Someone not, is not to be trusted. Like you reposted what someone said. Oh my God. Wasn't that awful? Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> and I don't even know who she's like a quote unquote comedian. And I say that very loosely because she's not funny. <laughs> and I, I don't even remember her name. She's just not important. But. <laughs> Yeah, she posted, if you are not an alcoholic and you're a mom, I don't trust you. (laughs) And I was like, holy shit, guys. I was like, 
okay, that's fucked up big time. That is so fucked up. Like that is so bad. Mm-hmm. And that's what I said. She said the quiet part out loud. I'm like, oh, all of these reels, like they're all hinting at this. They're all hinting at the way to be relatable mm-hmm. and how to connect with moms and their mom audiences is to let's normalize alcohol and let's treat it like a cute little joke and that it's not dangerous. And then then that's how we can be relatable. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you guys, it's so bad. It's not good. Yeah, labels. I, I'm just, right now I'm at, I don't drink. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I mean, it's really whatever makes us comfortable. My mom, she was giving blood the other day and then the guy was like, okay, so make sure that you you know, no drinking, no, no alcohol, no caffeine for the next 24 hours. And she was like, oh, I'm sober. And then she said, she was like, oh, and I felt this thing like, oh no, I need to clarify this. He's going to think that I had a quote unquote problem. Right. Like he's going to think now that I am, you know, an, a quote unquote alcoholic. And I was like, okay. And did you? And she was like, no. I'm like, good. Yeah, I totally get it's uncomfortable. Like I sometimes have that with like waiters and waitresses. Also, I think they're just pissed off because they see their tip cut in half, you know? Right. <laughs> I'm yeah, always like, well. Yeah, I'm always like, no, we'll order a lot of food. We'll order dessert and we're really good tippers, okay? So mm-hmm. like alcohol isn't the only way for you to get paid. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but it, it's like this kind of loaded thing. Like, no, I'm sober. And then it's just like this salacious like, ooh, what happened? Like, tell me your rock bottom. How bad did it get? Exactly. It's funny you mentioned doctor because I remember this, like one of the questions they ask is, how much alcohol do you have a week or do you consume? And my most recent one would have been last year. And I was like, none. And she's like, really? She's <gasps> I like, know. I don't believe you. And I'm like, no, no, I don't have any. Yeah. Yeah. So even doctors are just like, it's accepted, right? That you drink. You know, I always generalize so much on here, but I think doctors are like <laughs> drinkers. Like I think doctors like to drink, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I think so too. The, just the few that I know, uh, you know, I generalize based on like three people that I know, but still like- I do the same. <laughs> I'm like, all doctors drink a lot. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> three of them. Three of them that I- <laughs> Yeah, based on the three <laughs> that I know. Based on the three that I know. <laughs> No, but it definitely is. It's doctors have a, a long way to go as far as alcohol education and how we talk about alcohol. Like they're part of the problem. All of them. <laughs> All of them. But no, but I mean, to like question me, it's like, well, I told you. And, and yeah, I could totally be lying, but like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And if you're going to lie, you're going to just cut it, it in half. Yeah. Because you're not going to say none because then they're, then if you're lying, you're going to think that they're not going to believe you. That's a good point. Because they're like, well, they're not going to believe none because who drinks none? So I'm just going to cut it in half. Yeah. Yeah. And so how is sobriety for you? How would you describe it? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I have other vices as we all do, but yeah, I feel a lot more empowered, I think. Like, Clarity, just and, and I think back to that one time where I was going, you know, complaining. I don't remember what I said about my friend's boyfriend at the time, where it was like, okay, that, yeah, like I just remember going, shit, that I feel like shit now, just based on that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just feel like cl- clear, I guess. Yeah. 
But yeah, I'm just like, oh, how do I feel about that? I know. It's a big question. Mm-hmm. But I think clear is a perfect descriptor. Yeah. I'm like, how do I describe it? But yeah, clear is the word that clarity, clear. That's what comes to my mind when you ask that question. I love that. I love that so much. (laughs) I am so glad I finally get to talk to you and see your face. Yes. And well, Marisol, I love you. I just am so grateful. Oh, I love you too. I'm just so grateful for you and your support. And I feel like we're connected. We're connected through motherhood and now sobriety. Yes, sobriety. I love all your podcasts. Oh, I know. All you are just, two. I know, all two. <laughs> I was like, is it two, just two? For now. I feel like there's a lot more, but yeah, I think it's just because I'm so plugged into, you know, yeah. your life and, and the podcast. No, it's awesome. I just appreciate you so, so much. I'm glad we did this finally, like three months later. But. I know. <laughs> I know. And you were, of course, like the first one that I wanted to have and it took the longest, but it was worth the wait. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Sober Mom Life. If you loved it, please rate and review it wherever you listen. Five stars is amazing. Also, follow me on Instagram at The Sober Mom Life. Okay, I'll see you next week. I'm going to go reheat my coffee. Bye. Why are we doing an ad again? So that we can tell people about brand new information, a pop culture and political podcast. Say it in a way that doesn't sound like game show host. Okay. Do you want to be in a room of overeducated douchebags and feel comfortable? Brand new information is for you. What's it going to take to put you in this podcast today? We have brand new information on sale for free. Free. Wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. We might not break the political and pop culture news of the week. But we put it right back together for you. That's right. Listen wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Oh, hey, it's Erin. And I'm Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast, and we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty. Feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us. They have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls Podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you.